All right. Hello. Welcome to the Conjecture in a Horrorish podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey. And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, so, so this week, we actually have some special guests on this week. Uh, I thought it was appropriate. Well, uh, actually, before watching this movie, I thought it was appropriate. I don't know after watching this movie if I still think it's appropriate to invite people on. But uh, we have a couple guests. We have Lindsay is back again, her second time now, Greg's wife. Hi. And we have a newcomer here. We have Brooks. We have Laura's husband here. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the invitation. There you go. There you Why go. Why didn't you, know. you show me up already, Bricks? <laughs> you know, I, I did. I didn't tell you guys in the invitation that this could be an orgy or it could be satanic. We don't know yet, but we'll find out. We'll find out later. It can't be both. I... Well, I guess normally they are usually kind of both, so it could be both. Yeah, I don't know which one, which 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 uh, which choice you want to choose first there, but uh, that's okay. The group sex community is going to be upset at that statement, Rob. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. We we need listeners, so I apologize already. So let's uh, let's. uh, So do you guys do you guys want to kind of introduce uh, each other here, Laura? Do you want to introduce a little bit more about Brooks and Greg and introduce Lindsay a bit more? Uh, sure. (laughs) Look at Lindsay's face. I put you guys on the spot, didn't I? You She's know? so scared. Great in the sack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did not prepare anyone for that question. <laughs> no, definitely no, not. Just a just a quick, you know, you know Rob how long you've been together that. and how long you've been married and and all that stuff, you know. Well, I've uh, I've got my husband Brooks on with me right now. Uh, we've been married eight and a half years. Sure. Yep. All right. And yeah, he's, I know he's pumped because the first time he saw this movie, he really liked it. Um, But I definitely can't wait to hear how you feel about it, watching it the second time, because it's a very different experience. But anyway, yeah, Brooks is a big horror fan too, so... Excited to have you here, babe. Brooks, uh, I've been hearing little like uh, birds chirping in my ear these past like 17 episodes about Brooks really wanting to be on this pod a lot, you know, almost feeling a little sad at times that he's not on this pod. So <laughs> I wanted to help him out and bring him on and, you know, lift his spirit. We've already talked about starting a side a side pod, but we'll, we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. I won't allow it. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. You guys are, I'm, I'm torn between both of you. I don't know who to decide, but okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wait, you you make me sound desperate. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Th- that was the goal. That was what I was going for. <laughs> I am happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> good, good, good. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, so Greg, uh, do you want to introduce Lindsay a little bit? Yeah, uh, Lindsay's my wife. She's here with me. We've been married seven years and together much longer than that. Um, as far as horror movies, I wouldn't say that you're a horror movie fanatic. You do like them. And that you've been growing uh, quite the affinity for them over the years. Um, but you def, you know, you used to like watching thrillers and then it kind of got into more of horror, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, and we've been watching a few of them here and there. And especially the last couple of episodes, we've been watching them together. It's been really fun. Um, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I like it. Yeah, you, you guys definitely are all very lucky to have spouses that one support the pod and two actually <laughs> like actually like to watch some of the movies because uh, I really don't get a lot of that. So uh, she doesn't listen. Well, she might actually listen to this one because two of her friends are on it. So I might be in trouble. But yeah, 
I'll, I'll edit that out. It's okay. Think you're the editor, man. <laughs> yeah, Bob exactly. Has a lot of free time. Yeah, exactly. Before exactly. And I immediately like cringed at where that conversation was going. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We're, it out. It's we're, so we're all we're all honest here. You know, we're we're, we're putting on Front Street. You know, uh, hopefully I'll be married next week. We'll see what happens. You know, <laughs> um, it's all about honesty, Rob. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's get to everybody's favorite segment. We're definitely all drinking already. So let's get to everybody's favorite segment here. What's in the cups? All right. So what's uh, Laura Brooks? What are you guys drinking tonight? We are drinking a bottle and a half in the decanter of, of course, red wine. That's the only thing you can drink after watching this movie. So you want to? Yeah. I think it's a little Tuscan Nights, right? Yes. Pinetta. Thank you. Oh, wow. They got a whole decanter and everything. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, Greg and Lindsay, what are you guys drinking? I also have red wine. Same winery, but different wine. I have opened a Zin. Wow. Mm-hmm. I made a... I couldn't find the wine, maybe because you took it. I don't <laughs> know what happened. <laughs> I made a drink. It has a name called The Italian Gentleman. It's a uh, whiskey, Campari, lemon, and simple syrup. It's pretty good. Wow. A little bitter, but it's good. And it's red, so I did. I did stick to the red thing. Mm. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just drinking same thing. I'm drinking wine too, but my wine is in a can. Oh my so. god! Of course it is. <laughs> of course, you know uh, <laughs> the Bonterra Young Red. Yeah. Chilled wine, I guess. Uh, so let me open that up here. Um, I, I literally didn't want to be carrying a bottle of wine to my car and then start recording and drinking out of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so cheers, everybody. Cheers, everybody here. You know, thanks for coming yeah, on and accept, accepting the invitation. Um, so let's get to some, you know, updates right now uh, from previous shows, some updates we have about some stuff Laura figured out by actually going into old episodes and listening. Uh, so Laura, do you want to jump into some information you got? Yes, I have a few. The first one is a big one. I have to, on behalf of Rob and I, apologize to Greg because I re-listened to one of our very first episodes, The Visit, and I went through the game we played, M. Night or M. Not, and I took score um, and not including any wrong answers because we did say we weren't going to dock any points for those. Greg actually won that game. Wow. No way. Are you serious? It was 11 to 10, Greg. Wow. And then I went through all the other episodes and documented who won which games. And we are currently tied. Oh. Um, yes. Greg has won three games. I have won three games. And technically, we've each won four because we both won as a you team won the last in the one. episode. Mm-hmm. You, and you both, lost, you both lost definitely hardcore in the Choose Your Own Adventure. So don't forget that your loss. That was a big bad zero. Yes, we know. You guys have been giving the impression that I've been, I'm like behind three or four games. I mean, we do have to say, though, that, Greg, half your wins have been uh, Hail Marys that I give you at the end. That's true. You don't have to say that, actually. You can just <laughs> oh, you know, okay. keep that in the <laughs> fine print. By the way, how did I win that game with my shadow answer? Didn't I lose like a billion points for that? Well, it yeah, I didn't take away points. That's, oh. but, but, yeah, I feel bad because I, we always refer to that episode and like how you were basically shitting the bed. And it's really funny because halfway through the game at one point – Rob goes, man, Laura's winning by a landslide. 
And at that point, you also were ahead by one. <laughs> well, <laughs> so it's I, just like, it was really weird to, to yeah. that's great. So anyway, well, that's so like, that's so honest of you to do that. So cool. Thank you. Yeah. I just uh, want to be fair. And yeah, now it's really exciting because we're tied with games. So now I'm super pumped to play more. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, All right. So that was one, mm -hmm. that was one update. And then the other one was just a follow-up. Um, I know that Rob rewatched the UK version of the shining and I was able to watch it and I'll keep this short. Um, it really didn't bother me the things that they cut out. But like I said, I read the book after I'd seen the movie. So I'm not as upset at, at some of the content that was taken from it. And I think it being shorter. Yeah. So do you consider it a better movie then? Yeah. I think it's strung together. Right. It's just cleaner. Yeah. Right. That's exactly what I thought. You know? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody, like I said in that episode, if anybody wants to go find it, you know, just, just look on Amazon. It's a, it's a Blu-ray edition of it and just go to the details and it'll have the shorter runtime for the movie listed there. Um, just make sure it's that one. Cause I think it's the only one. And like I said, I haven't been able to find it any other way. I mean, I didn't go on the dark web, but you know, uh, it's probably <laughs> there. Of course, I, I, I don't want to get in trouble again. Uh, so I, I'm not allowed there. Uh, so let's, <laughs> so, um, and then, so the next thing we do want to talk about is, Last week's episode with Labyrinth, we, we ended the pod talking about would we let, you know, Laura's child and Lindsay and Greg's child watch this movie. I know Laura wants to talk about this because I think she let her child watch it. Yeah, we allowed our uh, four-year-old daughter to watch it and she just turned four. And I will say that it did not scare her at all. She was slightly concerned, I would say, during the scene with the witch um, where... Sarah was like going back into her room and the witch was um, like showing her all the things from her room. Oh, you mean the trash lady? Yeah. She was like a witch. She looked like oh. a witch. I don't know. Garbage lady. Mm -hmm. Garbage lady. Yeah. So she was a little concerned during that scene, but you know, for the most part, she actually wasn't really that into it. She was interested in the beginning mm -hmm. um, and then she kind of lost interest. So she might even be too young you know, I almost wonder if I show it to her again in a year or two, if maybe she would be more scared of it. But I thought it was really funny because in the scene with David Bowie singing, You Remind Me of the Babe, she started dancing and she looked at Brooks and I and she goes, this movie's fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Even even Laura's daughter uh, is braver than I am, apparently. So that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's, that's cool though that's cool that's cool that you you know you let her watch it i i actually did you see i threw up a twitter poll i threw up a yeah. twitter poll about the labyrinth and you know do you find it creepy or, or cuddly and it cuddly won it was close it was like 56 percent to 44 percent or something like that you know uh but yeah i guess i have to give it to to laura you and and Lindsay and most of you guys that I guess the movie's not as scary as I remember, I guess, you know. Um, so the next thing I kind of want to talk about is the new Labyrinth movie they announced. They announced they're doing, a, I'm not sure if it's going to be a remake or a sequel or what, but I know within the last week they announced that they are doing another Labyrinth movie. And the director is Scott Derrickson, uh, who did Sinister, and he did the Marvel's Doctor Strange movie. So I'm really excited. I think he's a really good visual director. And I think, I mean, they have to go CG, I'm guessing. 
I mean, maybe they'll put puppets in there, but I think it's going to be really fucked up and creepy. Yeah. I hope they go really dark with it. But I wanted to ask you guys, one, how do you feel about them remaking that movie or a sequel? And two, who the hell is going to be the Goblin King? I, I want to hear Greg and Lindsay because they watched it a lot as kids. I think uh, it's that it's a fantastic movie to, to redo again. Uh, you guys already heard my theories about what I thought the labyrinth was. So I think that anytime that you remake it, everyone has their own version of what it is. It's like special to the person. So like, I don't even, yeah, I don't even care how they do it. I think it'll be really interesting. Who's going to be the, the new Jareth? I think the only one that's still alive from the original potential cast is Sting, right? Maybe he'll be Sting. Do it. Sting was in. Movie? No, wasn't he in the like potential like the oh. runner? Oh, potential. Oh, possibly. Yeah. I mean, my thing, my thing with it is like, are they going to go with a musician? Are they going to find you know a new modern musician that young people are going to like and put them in the role? You know, like Bruno Mars or something like that, or even like Lady Gaga. You know what I mean? Like that, or is it going to be like a serious movie where they're just doing an actor and they're going to go dark? It, that That's the thing I think is going to be interesting. That casting is going to be really cool to see who that's going to be. I mean, it's technically a musical. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I thought would be really cool is if they brought Jennifer Connelly back as Sarah and she's the actual like king now. That'd be fucking pretty cool. I mean, I she's, a, cool she's a way better actress now, you know? Yeah. So she definitely yeah, has the yeah. chops. She has the chops to do it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to hear the progress with it. Uh, you know, like I said, casting and when they do it and with what they're thinking, what the story is going to be. Because um, it, 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 overall, it's a really good story and it's a good premise. It's just, you know, for the time, it was a little outdated, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not super hopeful. I won't say I'm hopeful for it because remakes have just been letting people down left and right over the last 10 years. And not to mention part of the charm of that movie was the puppets. And like, who's who the heck is going to make the puppets now? Jim Henson's gone. Like you said, it's going to be CGI. So is it going to have that? Who knows? But um, yeah, it'd be cool to see a, a good remake. But, you know, that remains to be seen. What about you, Brooks? Do you have any opinions? You've been sitting there for 20 minutes. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so when I watched Labyrinth, time, he did not watch it with me. And then when I put it on for our daughter, I think you were on your phone. I think you might have looked at me at one point and you were just like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's fucking awesome. You know, dude. Can I just say, you guys think I'm the resident hard ass. You've said that now a few times. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm nothing compared to this guy. He that's is right. like the pickiest movie person. So, yeah. Mm, interesting. I'm nothing mm. compared to Brooks. Mm-hmm. If we ever have to bring him on to do like a guest appearance, we'll let him pick and he'll be, you know, he'll pick a really good one. Then I take it because he's not going to come with shit. I won't, I won't, I won't go with uh, people under the stairs or something to that effect. <laughs> <laughs> come on. You got to at least say the faculty. Come on. Don't put me on spot. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you even watch that movie with me? <laughs> uh, maybe the first minute and a half. <laughs> well, that's about where I, I checked out too. So we're on, we're on point there. All right, let's uh, let's transition to the actual movie a little bit here. So this week we're doing a uh, 2015's The Invitation, um, which is why I'm inviting these guys on. Uh, so this was Laura's movie choice. So so why did why did you why did you pick this movie, Laura? I chose it. Uh, the first time I saw it, I just thought it was very clever, and it just made me feel really anxious, and I just felt like it was very disturbing in a 
in a psychological sense, which is my favorite type of horror movie. But um, one of the things that I really want to get into is I thought that this movie was very like elegantly shot. And so I'll talk about it more when we actually review the movie. But yeah, that's one of the reasons why. Nice, nice. And Greg and Lindsay, you guys hadn't seen this movie, correct? I actually had seen it, but I forgot that I had seen it. <laughs> oh. Dude. <laughs> but um, it was a good refresher. Lindsay's first time seeing it, right? Yeah, no, I've never seen it. Are you sure? Are you sure you're not like Greg and you're forgetting? Mm-hmm. Well, like a lot of movies nowadays have very ambiguous titles. Like you don't know what the fuck, like, you know, the something. It doesn't really tell you much. But then when you watch it, you're like, oh, okay. This is one of those. Mm-hmm. And then Laura and Brooks, you guys had seen it. I mean, Laura, you picked it, right? You, you saw it for sure, yeah. right? I've seen it two times before. Mm-hmm. And I definitely want to talk about how each time is a very different experience. And same with you, Brooks. You saw it both together two times. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm along the same lines as Greg, whereas I remember watching it, but I didn't, didn't really remember all the details to it. Mm-hmm. I think just something about dinner party... Uh, movies and in, in like a horror in the horror genre I don't know that's that's super appealing to me and I can't really describe why but yeah that's what that's what really drew me to it hmm. nice nice yeah this is definitely my first time viewing so I didn't know what to expect in this movie but yeah I'm um you know we'll get into it we'll get into it uh what, what I thought of it but uh all right let's transition into the next segment here uh so what do we got this week we have all right, so we got a game this week. We got a game. Like I said, this is the reason why I really have Lindsay and Brooks here. Is this game I thought of? But we were thinking about this game for a while. Kind of a, a newlywed esque type of game um, with these two couples, just because both of them, you know, all all four of them enjoy uh, horror movies in some aspect. So I think it'd be a really good game to play with them. So we got: Are you happier than a Torrance? All right, do you guys? Okay, you, are you confused already, Greg? <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. You got me? Okay. All right, all right. All right. So this game we're playing. So we already went over like you guys are a couple. How long you guys have been married? All that good stuff. Um, so the directions is like I said, this is going to be more like newlywed S type of game. So pretty much I'm going to ask uh, each of you guys a question or all four of you a question. And Lindsay and Brooks are going to write down their answers to the question. And Greg and Laura are going to try to guess what their spouses yeah. would be writing. So you're trying to match the same answers. Every correct answer matched is worth 237 points. So that's how many points each uh, each answer. Nice. Yeah, 237 <laughs> points is each correct answer. So is are you guys all ready to play? Yeah. All let's go. set. Okay, let's get shining. The Shining presents. Here's Johnny. Are you happier than a Torrance? The not so newly wet edition. Guests of Are You Happier Than a Torrance stay at the lovely remote Overlook Hotel. Built on an Indian burial ground no one seems to be concerned about, the Overlook Hotel is the prized destination for anyone looking to escape the rigors of life. Roam the empty halls, have a quick drink at the bar, shuffle along the infamous hedge maze. All these activities and more are calling you. The Overlook Hotel, you'll never want to leave. So first question we have, okay, everybody has your, you guys got your pens and paper ready, whatever you need to write down your answers, okay? No cheating, Greg. No glancing over. Why? Why do you got to go to me with that? Why do I look like a cheater? <laughs> I don't know. You got you got shifty eyes, man. You got shifty eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So here's the first question. Okay. What was your significant other's first intro to horror? 
So Greg and Laura, what was uh, Lindsay and Brooke's first intro to horror? Could be a movie, could be a show. What was their first intro to horror? Let's see if Greg and Laura can can guess that correct answer. Cha-ching. Like first ever? Yeah, first ever. Okay, don't make it overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. Just the one that you think that I would know. <laughs> okay, so you guys all have your answers written? Okay. So yep. I'm going to start with Lindsay and Greg. Okay, so first let's reveal. All right, uh, Lindsay, what was your first intro to horror? Child's Play. Child's Play. Okay, Greg, what did you write was Lindsay's first intro to horror? Uh, the Invitation. No, I'm just kidding. Also Child's Play. Oh, Child's Play. <laughs> Correct. Correct. All right. One, one point. 237 points for Lindsay and Greg so far. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go to Laura and Brooks now. Okay, Laura, what did you put is Brooks' first intro to horror? Why are you asking me first, not Brooks? Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, Brooks. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Brooks, what was your, what did you write? I legitimately don't remember. <laughs> I, have a, I have a terrible memory. Well, this, this is going to be a great game. Okay. Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw. Okay, Laura, what did you write? Oh my God. Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> wow. Wow. Good. Oh my goodness. Wow. wow. All right. Nice. That is a great start. You guys. Great start. Your marriages, your marriages are so secure. Okay. I love it. So you guys, you guys each, you each have 237 points each. So we're on a good start. Okay. All right. You guys ready for your second question? Okay. We all know how this works now. We got, we got the kinks out. We're all ready. Yeah. Greg and Brooks know they need to write stuff and remember things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. All right. Next question. All right. What is your significant other's favorite horror movie? Oh my God. Um, what if I don't even know? Can you tell me? We're going to be in another Brooks situation here. That's what's going to happen. Start with them. I can't think of it. Okay. All right. Let's go to, okay. So Brooks, what is the, reveal your favorite horror movie, Brooks. He hasn't written anything oh. down yet. Neither have I. This is a hard question. How is it that I already know this? I guess I should have sent you guys these questions in advance, but okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you already know the questions? No, I haven't even heard no. of. We haven't no. heard anything. I, I wanted we to never know anything about what Rob's presenting us. He's like a, he's a black box of mystery. Mm-hmm. That's what he sure. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here to fuck shit up. So mm-hmm. here to fuck shit up. I feel like I need a list of all the horror movies I've seen. Okay, there's like a ten thousand horror movies out there. Come on. Dude, I feel like I bet you whatever you say, my answer is better. it's a possibility at this point because all of a sudden i can't remember a single horror movie i've ever seen Uh, you're on the spot spot right now all right brooks do you have something brooks oh yeah i wrote i wrote it down okay and Lindsay, are you i'm not even confident in it myself (laughs) it's even better i love it Mm -hmm. all right Lindsay, do you got it yet Oh, God, no. One time Greg and I went to a magic show, and I read, like, one or two books a month, and the magician asked me who my favorite author was, and I could not come up with a single author. You can't can't put it on the spot I get too bad under pressure. I always thought I'd be good at the newlywed game, but I was wrong. If I tell you my answer, you have to admit, like, if it's right or not. I don't think that's not that's not how the rules work, Greg. Sorry, mm-hmm. you're trying to cheat again. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I don't think we're gonna win. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, we're definitely not winning either. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm the winner. I'm the winner from all this. This is easy. Mm-hmm. I get to just watch. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. All right. Everybody got their answers written down. Good yeah. job. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, Brooks. Uh, so reveal what your favorite horror movie is. I went with The Exorcist. What? Since <laughs> when? Great movie. Great movie, guys. <laughs> all right, uh, Laura. I, I take it you did not put The Exorcist. With Laura put. No. And I kind of cheated. I put, I just put anything Alfred Hitchcock because he's Ooh. really yeah. You like Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah, though. you're really into Alfred Hitchcock movies. I don't consider that horror though. I don't know. What? That's definitely I mean, that's definitely horror, dude. That's definitely horror. It's horror technically. Yeah. I considered labyrinth. I considered labyrinth horror, so it's definitely horror. Wait, I remember what my favorite horror movie is, but I can't think of the name. I just said I should have put Hitchcock. You're right. <laughs> 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 oh that's funny better than you know yourself all right so Lindsay, definitely third time's a charm you got your movie right yes we're good okay all right Lindsay, reveal your favorite horror movie it follows it follows okay greg what did you put yeah same <laughs> nah you liar <laughs> what did you put greg <laughs> cabin in the woods oh, oh wow. that's a good guess I had to go. I had to go. Just Whedon. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Yeah, it's a good guess, but it's definitely not my favorite. I've so definitely it seen back. it follows oh. like five or six times, and I really it's like news it. News to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the third question now. Okay. So no points that time. No points. Still, still two thirty-seven to two thirty-seven. Okay. All right. Next uh, question here. Okay. Right. What horror movie scared the living daylights out of your significant mm-hmm. other? So I guess you could you could take it as what's the scariest movie? Something that really shook them. No, what scared the shit out of them the most? That's yeah, there the you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when did Brooke shit his pants? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact you don't know this blows my mind. Hacking my brain. Mm-hmm. I wish we could take a picture of Brooks's face to post that to something because him him pondering this question was really funny. <laughs> he just did the ring face. So. <laughs> Move your board away. Oh dang! Oh man, we got some shenanigans. Okay. She's trying to subtly cheat over here. Dang, Laura's trying to cheat now. Laura, Laura revealed that we're tied up in game, so Laura really wants to win now. I know you don't. You don't want to feel like the way I've been feeling for the last few weeks. (laughs) I understand that. I'm with you. What it's called? The horrible feeling. (laughs) I really always thought I would be so good at the newlywed game, but like I didn't realize. This is like low stakes and the pressure. Yeah, there are no stakes. You get it? All Got right. it. Ready, Brooks? Okay. All right. So let's go with the. All right, Lindsay. We'll go to Lindsay. All right. So, Lindsay, what was uh, the movie that scared the living daylights out of you? Living daylights, not. Yeah. Yeah, not dead. There's a distinction. <laughs> not it scared all daylights out of me. But again, it's child's play. Child's so play again. Kind of not feel bad, but I saw it when I was very small and. It impacted my life, so I think it was an easy one for Greg. Ding, ding, child's play. Oh, correct, correct. Wow. Nice. Dang. An- another 237 points. Wow. I didn't bring my calculator shit. This is big. You didn't write what I wrote. You're going to be very embarrassed when you see what I wrote. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Brooks, reveal what movie scared the living Wait, date. can I guess what Brooks wrote? Yes. Sure. I think it is um, Creep. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Brooks. Yeah, Brooks. He loved it. He wanted to yeah. dress up in a wolf mask and dance around. <laughs> yeah, just because we watched that movie together, Lindsay, doesn't mean it's the scariest movie I've seen. 
I went with Orphan. Oh, it's a fucked up. Okay, nice, nice. All right, Laura. The little, the little girl, old lady component really creeped me out, man. Oh, okay, okay. All right, Laura. Laura, reveal reveal what you put, Laura. The orphan. Wow. I mean, he left the movie theater. It was midnight, and Brooks was so fucking scared. He was like, "Man, I hope we never have a daughter." <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. Well, you guys got it right. So we got tie scores right now. We got 474 to 474. Good job, guys. Good job. You have your calculator out, Rob? I'm doing it by pen and paper over here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You guys need to double check my math at the end, I think. Um, Okay, let's move on to the next question here, okay? All right. Uh, What horror character does your significant other most embody when they get upset or angry? I already know. (laughs) I already know. (laughs) I mean, you know, I don't know. You know what's great about this question? Mm-hmm. I could guess what he's going to say, sure, but I guarantee my answer is better. I feel like the same. I'm the same. Yeah, totally. like, I want to tell you what that is. Because, yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, you're going you're gonna to write down what you think, so you're going to be able to tell him whether it's right or not. It's a different story. Unless you want to write down two answers. I do want to write down two answers. What I think he's gonna write and what I think it is. I say do it, do it. <laughs> you, and you could you well, can, I have to write something. <laughs> Greg's just amused by his his idea of what, what uh he looks like angry. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lindsay's writing the whole paragraph. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> She's like <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. So let's go with uh, let's go with Brooks this time. All right, Brooks. So reveal what uh what character you most embody when you get upset or angry. I went with uh, Michael Myers. Oh! <laughs> oh! Is that what she wrote? Wait, we don't know yet. We d- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> well, I have two answers. The first is the one that I thought Brooks would pick, okay. which is Michael wow. Myers. Wow. So, because answer. you were just telling me today that he's the kind of person where he let he's very quiet. He keeps it in, you know, and then if it's too much, eventually you burst and michael myers is that kind of killer he's very quiet and slow he never runs he walks and like he was a kid and then he just like burst right but the one that i think brooks should have chosen was freddy krueger because brooks talks in his sleep all the time oh that's true (laughs) it haunts my dreams Mm -hmm. every night Serenity now. Insanity yeah. mm-hmm. later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a correct answer. Wow. Good job. All right. So let's go to Lindsay now. All right, Lindsay. What uh so what character does Greg embody when he gets upset or angry? Well, I put Mr. Hyde, <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde, because he is like very happy and then he just like flips. Oh, you put Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Mr. Hyde is the bad one. Oh, okay. I don't know, like, literary people don't come at me. I think it's Mr. Hyde. I wrote the bad one underneath, just so clear. (laughs) Okay, all right. And Greg, what did you put for yourself then, I take it? Mm -hmm. I said said Jack Torrance from The Shining. (laughs) (laughs) He's a fucking asshole. He has no patience for anybody. That is me when I get angry. I just, like, I'm at the end of my rope. That's true, but he was always that way, and you're not always that way. Well, oh. he had his kind moments, right, Laura? You read the book. Isn't he kind yeah. of what? Oh, 
Yeah, for sure. In the book, he's very likable. Hmm. See, I feel like I have my like. I haven't read moments. the book, but in the movie, he's not. No. Yeah. He, okay. All right. I should specify Jack Torrance from the book. <laughs> But we're still wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're still wrong. You're still wrong. All right. So we're, we're, we're down one or did... You're down, a... you're down, you're down one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. is, is Greg Garces yelling at a Taco Bell employee likable? <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's when his flip, switch flipped. <laughs> well, if you, were a, if you were a customer in the drive-thru, you got free shit. So, yeah, I was probably the most likely person. <laughs> free cinnamon twist all day. Anything. They're talking about your condiment rage. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think when I was actually working at Taco Bell. <laughs> no, no. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's another level. They need to make a movie about that. <laughs> they did. It's called Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the correct answer, Greg. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, either way, we're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, you guys. You guys are behind. You guys are behind right now by two hundred and thirty-seven points. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So next question. All right. So Brooks and Lindsay, if you had to spend the night with one horror character, who would it be? Like just get through the night or like... We're talking about getting down. No, getting down. Getting down. Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. We're getting a little raunchy now. Oh, I got it. (laughs) Greg already knows who he wants to see. What are you looking up? Oh my God. Wait a minute. Okay. So if you had to spend the night with one horror character, who would it be? I'm still thinking. <laughs> Are you looking? Uh, Burks is looking up images. <laughs> I legit have no idea. <laughs> I, I definitely should have sent you guys these in advance and give you time to think about it. Mm-hmm. I like cannot remember a single horror movie right now. <laughs> we have like we have like five more questions that are related to horror movies. All right. Okay. Brooks found a hottie. Okay. All right. He's ready. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> Going with something that I think will make Laura, you know, even even if she gets it wrong. <laughs> You're not trying to get in trouble, Brooks? You're not trying to get in trouble? Come on. This is an honest pod, Brooks. You got to be honest, man. Mm-hmm. Can we just admit that nobody's going to get this one? Probably not. <laughs> all right. So everybody ready? Okay. 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 All right. All right. So let's go with uh, let's go with uh, Brooks first. Uh, so Brooks, who did you put that you uh, just, if you had to spend the night with one horror character, who would it be? Who did you put? I went with Rose from Get Out. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Rose. <laughs> right. The girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> oh, the the chick from Girls. Yeah. Her name's Rose. Oh. I guess so. I had to look it up. <laughs> why, why would that make me happy? I don't know. She looks kind of similar to you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like Brooks is even in more trouble if he just would have been honest in the beginning. Now he's in more trouble. No, <laughs> no I, I'm like, what? This is. I legit couldn't think of it. You overthought about it, and now we're Maybe. gonna get it right. I'm gonna know what what, what, what did Laura write? Right, Laura, did Laura who, who did you put for Brooks to spend the night with? I wrote. Jennifer Love, huge tits from I Know You Did Last Summer. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. That is a great answer. Mm-hmm. That that probably would be almost anybody in their 30 and above would be, that should be their answer. That's true. Okay. All right. So no points. No points there for them. Okay. All right. Brooks played it safe. He should have said huge tits and he would have got a right answer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's go to Lindsay. All right, Lindsay, who did you put? What horror character would you want to spend the night with? I think it's almost more embarrassing for me. <laughs> Would you put? 
I just put a generic a vampire. <laughs> just a vampire? <laughs> well, I couldn't think of anything. And I like vampire stuff. But I couldn't think of like a horror vampire. <laughs> you couldn't think of like a guy vampire? Mm-hmm. Not in a horror movie. Oh, what about Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no. Oh, there you go. Lindsay. You guys, you guys, we, we got this because I put Alexander Skarsgård from True Blood. Oh. He's a vampire. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I demand a recount. Um, going. Uh... <laughs> right? Am I right? That was right. Am I right? Okay. I just didn't consider that horror, so I wasn't that sure. Is, that is a formal, a formal protest. <laughs> I feel like we should get at least half the points for that. I didn't know that was an option. Can I put a human being? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go to the judges and judges say correct. They're giving it to him. Correct. Correct. That's fucked. Yeah. Oh man. I'm glad we were like subconsciously on the same page about I that know, question. That was pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. Sorry, Brooks, you should have just said boobs and you would have got a correct answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's usually my default yeah. answer to most things. <laughs> Good job, guys. That was a that was a good Harold Mary. I like it. You know, so we got a tie score right now. We got seven hundred and eleven to seven hundred and eleven. All right, we got tie score right now. Okay, so next one. All right, these are where they're getting a little uh, a little raunchier now. Okay. Ooh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So what horror? Okay, so this is definitely like I said, directed towards Lindsay and Brooks again. What horror? Yeah. Not not a, not a horror. A horror. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we always have this problem. All right. What, what, Frank always has this. Problem. I know. <laughs> hey, this I've been of, him for a long this time. Has three R's in it. <laughs> All right. Okay. What horror movie title best describes your significant other's bedroom prowess? <laughs> so, what do you do? You need me to read it again. What horror movie title best describes your significant other's bedroom prowess? Okay. I'm giving you guys options, though. You don't need to look up a movie. I'm giving you options. I'm giving you. He wrote an answer? Oh. <laughs> I, 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 wrote, I wrote a quiet place. Is that one of the that, that's, what, that's one of the answers. Oh, that's funny. Okay, all right, all right. Let me let me start again. Let me start again. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Wait, you're quiet? Okay, all right. Joke. All right, okay. All right. So what horror movie title best describes your significant other's bedroom prowess? Okay. So we got uh one, a quiet place, two, uh twelve feet deep. And for <laughs> Laura almost fell off her chair. And uh, and uh, and three, ready or not. <laughs> All right. So which which of those three choices uh, best describes your other's bedroom prowess? Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> So I'm describing my bedroom prowess. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let's, uh, you know, something. Let's have a little fun here. Let's do double. So Lindsay and you guys choose yours and Greg's. So you can choose one of each. So you can do your bedroom it prowess. Says that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do both. Let's do both. That'll be funny. Well, but then what do I do? Same. You can try to get, get guess yours and guess his, and then Brooks guesses his and yours. Wait, what are the options Wait, I'm again? To get, I'm trying to guess theirs. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a quiet place, 12 feet deep, and what's the other one? Okay, yeah, a quiet place. We got 12 feet deep, and then we got ready or not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Brooks. Do you have to guess yours? Trying to guess theirs. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. He's like, a- This to me 
And Brooks is like, I haven't watched. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Okay. You guys all ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. Who wants to go? I'll just let somebody choose. Who wants to go first? Let's let Brooks and Lindsay go first. Brooks. I mean, yes. Lindsay and Craig. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's do, all right. Let's do Lindsay first. Okay. Lindsay. So reveal, uh, you, you reveal Greg's uh, prowess first. Which one is Greg's prowess? Uh, for Greg, I chose 12 feet. Oh, dang. Wow. Wow, man. Greg's killing it in the sack. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good job, Greg. Good job. Uh, For me, I chose a quiet place because I'm kind of (laughs) lazy. Oh. (laughs) Funny. That's funny. Okay. All right. Good stuff. All right. All right. Uh, Brooks. So what did, uh, what did you put for yourself? Uh, for myself, I put ready or not. Okay. All right. <laughs> Brooks is always ready. Mm-hmm. And for Laura, I put ready or not. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, all right. So let's do, wait, did I do Greg? No, oh no. my God. I, I just like went to the other person. I got all mixed up there. All right, Greg, uh, reveal, uh, what did you put for yourself? All right, we bond on this one. I said Lindsay is ready or not, mm-hmm. and I said me a quiet place. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, no. So you guys are both secretly lazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I work too much. I'm definitely the quiet place right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no points there. No points there. Okay. All right. So, but but I I, I appreciate her answer though. That was really good. No man, I, that would be my second answer for me. It's mm-hmm. so true. Oh wow! Dang. Good job, Greg. G- give you props. Okay. All right, Laura. So, <laughs> well, we got it. We got it half right. Mm-hmm. For Brooks, I said twelve feet deep. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spit out my wine. <laughs> but for me, I put ready or not. So we got. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. I'll give you. Uh, don't make me do more math, Greg. All right. All right. I'm barely hold. I'm barely holding on here. Nah, I'm just giving him a point. I'm giving him a point. Are we tied? No, right now we got score is Lauren Brooks. Lauren Brooks have 948 points, and Greg and Lindsay have 711 points. You guys are down by 237, okay? All right, next question, next question, okay? So this is going to be a similar game. There's going to be three choices. Let's do double answers again because it's just hilarious. It's just more fun. Do I, do I get bonus points for the last round for, for choosing something on your multiple choice before you announced it? <laughs> no, sorry. No, no, no bonus points. No bonus points. No, you can have a boner point. That's about it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. All right. Next question. Okay. All right. Which horror setting would you choose to make whoopee at camp crystal Lake cabin in the woods or Bates motel? So which, lo- which location would you guys want to get down at camp crystal Lake cabin in the woods or Bates motel? <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see what type of a site, see what type of outdoorsman these guys are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's get. Here you go. All right. You're ready or not? <laughs> All right. Let's go with uh, let's go with Brooks' confidence right there. Okay. So Brooks, uh, what did you put, Brooks? Uh, what uh, what horror setting would you want to make Whoopi in? So for myself, I went cabin in the woods. Okay, cabin in the woods. For Laura, I went Bates Motel. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Would that be in the shower? We also, once again, got half right. Mm, okay. For Brooks, I said Cabin in the Woods. And for myself, I put Camp Crystal Lake. Hmm. On the right. lake? I don't even know what that is. So. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> where is that? Is that a real Why place? Why wouldn't I want to do it at a lake? But where is... Friday what if it's like a Friday the demonic lake? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Bur- Burks is like, I don't want a demon watching us. Come on. Mm-hmm. I lost my eraser. Can you get me one? There's more than a demon watching you in Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. So you guys got... I'll give you guys one point. One point. Okay. All right. So, all right. Greg and Lindsay. Uh, let's go Greg first. What did you put, Greg? I said, for me... Well, we love Coachella. I'm going to say Camp Crystal Lake. And then I said for Lindsay, Bates Motel. Because mm. if you like to be indoors, there's AC. <laughs> <laughs> I do like AC, but I put Camp Crystal Lake for both. Because Bates Motel is like kind of icky. Uh-huh. It's not a hotel. Right? It's yeah. a motel. So you guys got... Yeah, That's like true. a hotel, a resort. Sure. <laughs> motel? Nah. So you guys, yeah, so you guys got no points? Deep. You guys got no points, right? Half, half a point. Oh, you guys got no, one? So they got a, you got one? Same with we us. got one. Okay. We got one. We got one. Right. Right. They call that a split. Okay, perfect. Okay, all right. All right, this is the last question, actually. Last question here, okay? And right now we got uh, Laura and Brooks are up by one. They're up by one point. I haven't done the math yet, but there's something like that. They're up by, they're up by 237 points, okay? This is the last question, okay? So what character from The Shining best describes your significant other's general demeanor during our current quarantine lives? Jack Torrance, Wendy, Lloyd, or the furry bear guy? Mm. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember who Lloyd is. He's the bartender. The bartender. <laughs> Did you catch that? Who's the furry bear guy? It's just a random scene of a guy wearing a furry butt flap <laughs> suit, and he's getting... Giving oral. Mm-hmm. A, a man. <laughs> what about... What about the decomposing lady that Torrance makes out? Is with? that who you want to pick for Laura? That's not <laughs> one of the answers. If that's who, if that's who you want to pick for Laura, you can get in trouble. That's fine with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last one. This is the last one, though. So, like I said, right now, Lindsay or Laura and Brooks are up by two hundred thirty-seven points. So one point. This can be for the win. So they have to get questions wrong, and you guys got to get both right to win. So it is Jack, Wendy, Lloyd, and who? <laughs> Butt flap. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Take, taking this seriously, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, you shouldn't be taking it seriously. <laughs> do you do you get a lot of oral, Brooks? Mm-hmm. That's that's the real answer you wanna you wanna go for. <laughs> uh sorry, if you have a butt flap, mm-hmm. you're not getting it oral. Oh, but he was he was he was giving oral though. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. But we keep talking about butt flaps. Oh, that's true. But Lindsay looks very confused right now. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, so let's go with uh, let's go with Lindsay and Greg first. Okay, Lindsay, what character did you pick for Greg? I picked Jack. Okay, that seems obvious. Harkening back to another question where he chose that for himself. That's true. Seems obvious. So, okay, I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for myself, I picked Lloyd because I've been hitting the bottle pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. Let's see what they pick. I think they might have got a clean sweep. Greg, what, what'd you put for you guys? For me, I put Jack, and for Lindsay, I put Wendy. Oh. Wendy, I haven't been a simpering idiot. <laughs> <laughs> she has been put under immense pressure, and she is the best person in this movie, the most amazing, the most kind, loving, caring, and devoted person to her child and her husband. That's you. Oh. Wow, that was very that was very soulful. Hey, they got one. Point. I know that was so nice and sweet. About in the last five minutes, we've been talking about butt flaps. So I'm glad. I'm glad that works together well. <laughs> Why don't 
explain to my husband what a butt flap is. It's not okay. No I think it's good that Brooks doesn't know what a butt flap that, is. So, yeah. yeah. Should, I, should I go on Urban Dictionary? Yeah. Or? That's funny. <laughs> All right, let's do this. All right, so Laura and Brooks. Scared. Okay, what did you guys put for your characters for this quarantine area? All right, so for, for myself, I went with Jack. Jack, okay. Mm-hmm. And for Laura, I went with Lloyd. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's see what Laura picked. Okay. I said we were both Lloyd because we've both been hitting the bottle really fucking hard. Yeah, okay. Laura and Brooks got the win. They got the win there. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job. Yeah, so... It was close. Yeah, it was close there at the end. It was close there at the end. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you guys for playing. Are you happier than a Torrance? Here's Johnny. You know, and let, let's all remember marriage is about give and take. But don't forget who holds the bat has all the power. Oh, my God. All right. What? Good night. <laughs> the bat? Like the bat? Like the actual bat? Yeah. The axe, you mean? No, the bat. When she, no, the when, bat. When yeah, Wendy, Wendy has, has the bat. No, mm-hmm. I came out with the bat. Remember oh. on the stairs? Oh, the bat's more important. Man, you blew our minds with that, Rob. Oh, jeez, I know. Oh, my goodness. Bat, bat could be a penis, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, whoever's, whoever's, hold, whoever's holding that penis is all the power. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the game. Um, you know, you always uh, remember you can contact us by email, uh, conjecturingpod at gmail, or hit us up Twitter, Instagram, at conjecturingpod. You can let us know any other games I can play. Or if we had a miscount in the numbers and there was actually another tie. Um, so yeah, so feel free to hit us up. Uh, let us know what's going on. Uh, so let's get to the actual movie now. Um, so it's time to raise our glasses and get to the movie right now. Let's get to the invitation. Let's start getting that wine going here. Like I said, we're doing the invitation, 2015 movie. Um, Laura, do you want to take a little bit of this uh, kind of intro director box office stuff? You did a lot of the research for this, so I'll let you go for it. All right. Yep. So we're doing the invitation. Uh, Director Karen Kusama, you'll know her. She did Girl Fight and Jennifer's Body and Defender. Um, The budget was $1 million, which is really low. And the box office was only $355,000. So obviously that sounds shockingly low. However, it was a limited release and then it went uh, straight to video on demand. Mm -hmm. And it meant to do that. So... um, Interesting facts that I found about this movie. One was that they didn't want to slow down filming with it all being at night. So they actually threw a huge tent over this house that was actually in Hollywood Hills. Um, So most of the movie was filmed during the day, but it was tented. And then the only movie they filmed actually at night was the scene, the entire scenes where they were actually at the dinner table because they wanted to get the authenticity there. The original cast had a ton of stars like Luke Wilson, Zachary Kinto, Topher Grace, Johnny Galecki. Mm. Um, But then they later decided to pick more unknown people because they didn't want to take away from the like films mounting dread. They didn't want to take away from that. Um, So it has a lot of unknowns. And then the last fact that I found that I think is really fun because it references a movie that we've already done is the director was majorly influenced by Let the Right One In as far as the slow reveal goes. Mm. Yeah. yeah that, that Let the Right One In definitely has that slow burn to it, you know? Um, yes. So I definitely could see that. Wow. 
That's really cool. Yeah, that, that's crazy too about the 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 other actors that were supposed to be in this movie. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really interesting. And then you have a little bit, Laura, about the director's reason for making this movie. Yes. So I actually found two quotes, which I think really describe it well. So, and these are both from the director that were in interviews. Um, the first one is. This film is a metaphor for what the nightmare of anxiety really is, which is the irrational sense that people are trying to hurt you somehow. And then the second quote was, I was so interested in the story and how it involves people trying to remove sorrow from the equation of their humanity. And in doing so, it removes their humanity altogether. Oh, that's, that's pretty deep. That's like a, that's like a grave diggings there. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. Right? I know. Dang. <laughs> I know. Look at Graves. Look at Graves' face. He's like, "Shit, I gotta follow that later." Crap. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So this, like we said, this definitely didn't have the stars in it that originally was supposed to. Uh, like I said, the only person I really recognized, I guess, was the main guy, the Logan Marshall Green guy. But even that, it was hard to recognize him with the beard and the hair. He didn't look familiar to me until I saw what movies he was in, and then I was like, "Oh, that's that guy." Okay. Everybody else in it, I, I don't really know them from a lot of things did you guys know any of these other actors well dario and the creepy old guy oh brooks yeah i mean once once uh once zodiac entered the room (laughs) new shit was about to go down exactly (laughs) exactly yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i was like oh that guy's definitely a killer yeah yeah (laughs) um okay uh laura do you want to give a synopsis Yeah, so the movie opens with our main character, Will. He and his girlfriend are driving to his old home that he used to live in with his ex-wife. He hasn't seen her in two years, and her and her new husband have invited not only him, but all of their friends to a dinner party. And, you know, something just feels very off at this dinner party. You have a lot of mounting anxiety, and you learn through a lot of conversations and flashbacks that they unfortunately lost their son. Um, and so they're both handling grief in very different ways. And um, you, so his ex-wife and her new husband show a video um, of a cult that they've joined called The Invitation. And um, the reason they joined it is because of, you know, they, they meet people who have also suffered this tremendous grief. And as the movie plays out, you pretty much learn the reason the invitation exists and what they're set out to do. Okay, there you go. There you go. And I was going to ask you, Laura, like, this is the second movie you've chosen that has to deal with a child dying. Like, what's up with that? You know, (laughs) I was like, come on, Laura, why are you trying to do this to me? Come on. This is very different from funny games. I agree, but a dead child nonetheless. Mm hmm. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Move. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I want to hear what Brooks thinks of this movie. <laughs> so originally, so I, I told you guys earlier that I like the dinner, dinner party aspect of it. I don't know. I can't even describe why that's a draw to me, but it is. Um, I thought that the buildup in the movie was great. How they, they kind of removed Will from his girlfriend for much of the movie, I, I definitely noticed that how they, he kind of seemed on his own for a lot of the movie where he, because I think they wanted to build up that paranoia aspect where is he really crazy or something's going down. Um, I found that odd where he wasn't really conversing with his girlfriend that much throughout the movie. But, uh, and so, so I felt that, that the buildup was really good 
the payoff was a little underwhelming for me. Um, overall, the action sequences down the stretch, I don't know, a little underwhelming for me. But overall, overall, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Good. I'm I'm surprised you hear that the ending is a little overwhelming. That's pretty. That's interesting. I'm I'm wondering though, like what um what are you kind of comparing it to in your head that is more more what you were, I guess were thinking about then, like how not how it should have ended, but you just thought it should have been more actiony or more grotesque or or what was missing. I think it should have been a little less predictable, but maybe that's maybe that's unfair for a horror suspense movie because. Going into it, you know that a horror suspense movie is going to have some sort of payoff at the end, mm-hmm. at least expect it to. But I felt the problem is I went into this movie having seen it already once and not really not remembering all the key details of the movie, but remembering a lot of them. And I just felt like it was pretty predictable overall. But I still, I still enjoyed it. So I had conflicting emotions. Okay, okay, all right. No, that, I like that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so Lindsay, I'm going to go to you now. Uh, Lindsay, how, what did you think of this movie? You know, kind of overall, what like didn't like? I thought it was like a good suspense. Also, you know, you were anxious the whole time, just waiting for something to happen. But I agree, it was pretty predictable, and that you knew it was all wrong from the get go. You knew who was wrong, hmm. and you know, a lot of the, a lot of that was really like telegraphed from the very beginning. Hmm. So you're kind of the same as Brooks and a lot of the same kind of uh, things you thought about. Yeah. Greg, are you on the same lines as these two? A little bit more so. I, I, I really enjoyed the movie in general. I had seen it before, but like Brooks, it was kind of vague the second time around because a lot of the movie doesn't really center around ev- crazy events happening. It's really a lot of social awkwardness and conversation between the characters which is like forgettable in the long term but when you get back into it i really think you enjoy it because like as you get older you start doing these things these dinner parties like when you're a teen you go to like parties you go to like pool like fun like you know stuff where like wild crazy stuff is happening but as you get older you kind of just you chill out in people's homes and you enjoy each other's company so I loved the intimacy of that. And I feel like us, I think we're all we're pretty much, yeah, we're all in our 30s. Yeah, we're all in our 30s. So we kind of understand like the, the notion of going into somebody's home and trying to um, relate to each other, especially in a situation like this where they've gone two years on a break and they're trying to get back together. And like over half the movie is just social awkwardness and like, it's very uncomfortable to watch. I don't care how many times you've seen this. It's just so awkward. But that's part of what makes this movie fantastic, I think, you know, is that. It's like you to be able to like squirm in your chair um, throughout most of it. So, yeah, that's like my, my – the whole first half of the movie was that for me. And I thought that was, um, like Brooke said, like very tension building. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think like Laura said last week, it's a slow burn. You know, it, it's slow burning all the way through until the end where there's like the reveal or whatever you want to call it. Um, so what about you, Laura? I, I know this is your movie pick, but, uh, you know, you definitely, I think, are going to talk a little bit about what your first time seeing it and now rewatching it, right? Yeah, you guys are all very short-winded. I feel like I have a lot to say about this movie. <laughs> so I apologize in advance. But um, yeah, I mean, I, one thing I wanted to bring up was there's that age-old question, right? 
is it the destination, not the journey? Or is it the journey, not the destination? And I feel like this movie did such a good job with that because the first hour, which would be the journey, feels like one movie. And then the last 20 minutes, which you'd call the destination, feels like another. And they're both so different, but I think they're both equally important. And like Greg said, the first half is just social awkwardness and that building anxiety, like, you know, something's going down, but what is it? Are they going to get to it? You know, I just, I just feel so yucky. And then all of a sudden um, it's chaos in just like the last 20 minutes, which I think is, mm. I like that. I, and I think a lot of negative reviews are probably about how it does take too long to get there. And I totally get that. But I think in this movie that it, it worked. Um, so I, I love that. Um, and then I, I mentioned in the beginning how I love the way this movie was shot, just building on that same thought. I don't know if you guys noticed, but you know, the first hour of the movie was shot very well, it was very precise. It was almost claustrophobic in a way. And then all of a sudden when things started to get crazy, they got loose with the camera. And so it really like added to the chaos. And I just loved that. And I love the fact that it made me feel claustrophobic. Um, negative for sure is I think this is a one-time watch. Mm. I'll, I'll admit it. I mean, I, I think you need to go into this movie, not knowing a thing about it, no spoilers and just like getting that shock from the first time. And so I, I mentioned that I watched it two times before. So that first time, obviously I had never seen it before. I did not know what was going to happen. The second time I watched it with, um, some friends who had never seen it and I was, I was excited because it was their first time. And so I was getting like the excitement from them watching it and being shocked. And then this third time watching it with Brooks, yeah, it was pretty underwhelming. So I don't feel like this is a good rewatch. So that is definitely a negative. But my absolute favorite part of this movie is the last minute because chaos has just erupted. You've got some remaining surviving characters. You think that the threat is over and then they walk outside and you see all of Hollywood Hills lit up with other red lanterns and you hear sirens and dogs barking and people screaming and you see and hear the helicopters. Like what a shock. You think this has all been contained to one setting and to find out that it's happening everywhere. And then the credits roll. I just felt like that was so powerful and it was the last minute of the movie. No, I, I totally agree with you on a lot of your points. I mean, the the ending alone to me, like I've talked before, it's really hard to stick a landing in any movie. And, and some, I would say definitely a little bit harder in horror movies. Um, but that ending alone is such a great ending that if I had any trepidation about this movie watching it and I was on the fence between really liking it or not liking it or, or say a star rating one here or another, that ending alone pushes it up higher just because it's such a great ending you know um i I was kind of interesting what you guys were talking about uh brooks and and Lindsay, that you're a little um you said it was a little predictable and a little underwhelming i I didn't really feel like that i mean i've this is the first time i've ever seen it so maybe that's what laura's talking about a first time watch i i i definitely knew right away of course somebody's gonna fucking die you know or this wouldn't be a horror movie but I thought they did such a good job of you knowing that almost instantly. And it's just waiting of when, waiting of when and how. And I even love the Choi twist, the, the Asian guy Choi, 
of that twist of being like, he's dead. You think this whole time he got there first and he's dead. And then he shows up. That was a great twist because I, I up to that point, I was like, this is really predictable. Like definitely Choi got killed in the first 10 minutes and he's, he's in a room where he's in the basement. And when he comes in, I was like, Oh shit, you got me. I'm back. I thought that was a really good twist. So like, I didn't feel very predictable. Like I said, other than of course, knowing people are going to die. I was on the ride of wanting to know how, how and why. And, and so I was, I was, I really liked this movie all the way through. And then the, like I said, the ending just put it over the top for me. So overall, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah. See, see, I liked, I, I agree with you. I like, I like the movie overall. I just, some of the action sequences down the stretch just didn't, didn't really scare me enough, I guess, uh, with Sadie. I don't know. She, she didn't really do enough down the stretch to, re- to really scare me. And then, um, I don't know the way that Pruitt Pruitt went down and, um, and David too. I don't know. It just, it, it kind of, it kind of ended with a, with a whimper I felt like, mm-hmm. but, um, but overall really, really enjoyed it. I think that's like a function of what Laura said, that the whole movie felt so claustrophobic. So they couldn't really draw out the action sequence so long because they were all in like such close quarters. Mm. Like it had to end quickly. They were just all in this tiny house. You know, they show the two main couples like tiptoeing through the house quietly. Like I can hear when Greg gets out of bed in our house. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, for it to be like believable, like I feel like it had to go quick, quick, yeah. quick. I mean, when the twelve foot man walks out of the bed, <laughs> you, you hear everything. That's all I'm saying. Dang. Twelve foot deep. Wow. <laughs> oh, what is it? Oh, whatever. Fuck, I don't know what that's. I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, well, plus it it was messy because they intended for everyone to die drinking poison dessert wine, mm-hmm. and when that didn't happen, they only got one of what. Just one, ten, just one, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, and it was it was predictable that the that the one person who did cocaine <laughs> in the movie was was the person that died died first in the dinner yeah. scene, right? That's definitely a horror movie like trope. Yeah, don't do like drugs. Was, don't get drunk. That, that was telegraphed <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I was worried for the gay couple the whole night because they were drinking heavily, and I was like, "Watch it, stay aware, bros, stay aware." <laughs> I know, but that, but that's not accurate thing because the one guy that lived, the gay guy, was the guy that wanted a blowjob. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I know. So that goes, but he didn't get it. Oh, so, so that's a difference. Oh, you can want it, just not get it. Okay, all right, okay, <laughs> all right. I'll make sure I, I make sure I make a note of that next time in a social setting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I mean, I definitely want to piggyback a little bit on on Laura's here, where she talked about the directing. I thought the directing was so good in this movie. I love the out of focus shots with foreground and background. They did it so well throughout the movie, where something in 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 the foreground would be definitely more visual, and the background would be fuzzy, and and vice versa. You know, while he's you know reminiscing on things or while conversations are happening, so well directed. And then just like Laura talked about the fact that in the beginning, the first you know three-fourths of the movie is very steady very slow moving and then when it gets to the craziness it's very like handheld camera vibrating and i thought it was just a great you know like i said i i don't think i've ever seen any of these other movies this director did the ones you talked about but i definitely want to watch them just from her work on this movie um so i definitely want to check them out really great directing yeah i agree with the shots i definitely for the first half of the movie it definitely felt like you were a guest at their dinner party like you were kind of on the same level and it felt like you were sitting on 
there's a scene where they open up a laptop and Eden and David show everyone in a fun way. They're, they tr- they show them their like initiation video to this cult, but of course they try to frame it very nicely. But the camera shots there, you just feel like you're a guest at it. So you really feel like the awkwardness yeah. of that scene. Mm. It was really well done. Why, why couldn't they stream that to like a big screen TV? Why, why were they all watching that on like a 12 inch laptop? No, that's exactly what I thought. I thought they should have had a projector. They're so rich and they got this big ass house. Yeah, this is exactly what I thought too, Brooks. I was like, come on, you cheapskates. Uh, do you guys have any other points you want to shout out? What happened to Claire? Oh, that, they never went. That was, that was my question too. I had it in the docket here. Did Claire make it? Did Claire make it? That was the question. Yeah, it was a cut scene. Oh, oh was it? I assumed yeah. something. Because mm-hmm. I was very on during that scene. It was a good scene. I was just waiting for him to see her drive away or not. And then I was mad that he let himself get distracted. Like, he took it so far. Yeah. And then David was like, I need to talk to you. And he was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, come on. <laughs> so I read that it was a cut scene. They do show her dying in the bushes in some cut scene. And when they they watched the you know, one of the first drafts, they were like, you know what, that would have actually been your first indicator that, oh shit, something was wrong. And it was too soon. Mm -hmm. They needed to keep that slow burn going. And you're, you know, you not sure if it's like Will being crazy or if something's going to go down and what happened to Claire? Like they, they were like, no, Mm -hmm. we need that, you know, that question to be there. I think that was smart. I think if any of them would have made it like to the front of the house, we would have been like, mad that they went back in you know yeah <laughs> like I think, that. I think the fact that they made it implied was was the right way to go and i 100 percent agree with Lindsay on being pissed off at will for for reacting the way that he did it just seemed unnatural given how concerned he was from the get-go that he wouldn't go out to investigate yeah yeah i i, I definitely thought everybody there at that party was fucking idiots for not even giving a shit. The guy literally just got done telling a story how he beat, he beat his wife to death, you know, yeah. and he, he, he did his time or whatever and he's reformed now. But then to be like, Oh, that guy's going to be the one that's going to go walk her out. Nobody else even thought second about that. That was the only part where I was like, that's fucking stupid. I'm like, everybody yeah, should have yeah. been like, uh, wait a second. I'll walk her out. Like, come on. That guy just revealed something insane. I had a problem with like the whole premise. Like, Will going back to a home he lived, I never would have done that ever, ever. Like, I moved out of my childhood home in 2009, and I've never even driven past it because I just don't want to drive past it and have that feeling like I should be there. So I just cannot imagine accepting an invitation to the place where I've lived with Greg and raised a child with Greg, and that's no longer the case I would never walk into that house. <laughs> yeah. Boy, and that child died in that residence. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely do want to talk about the actual child's, I wouldn't say death, but it, it, it's, you know, this is definitely a horror movie, and it's about, you know, the aftermath of these people getting killed in this cult. But really, the plot of, like, grief and dealing with grief, I found it really, really good and compelling and like yeah. like just seeing their two journeys, the husband and wife and how they both are dealing with this situation. You're talking about an un, you know, something nobody ever wants to be in that position and just how she literally wanted to do anything she could to forget and move on. 
and he of course is holding on trying to i thought that as like a sub a subplot to just a horror movie a slasher movie was such a great fucking movie it was such a great idea I really, yeah. I'm not saying I loved the kid dying, but, you know, I loved how they did it. You know, I love how they wove it into the story. It was really well done. Yeah. Really well done. It was a big part of the story. Yeah, yeah. It's like the number one like, takeaway from the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the, but the other takeaway is also something that we talked about last week, which or two weeks ago, which is survival instinct. I have a quote that I read, and I just feel like, I need you guys to hear it because this really resonated with me with this movie. So this is from Drew Tannen of Dread Central. The invitation works so well because it taps into our general distrust of the world around us and how our survival instinct has been muted or ignored in order to maintain the appearance of being polite. Hmm. Of what being what? Of being polite. Oh, that's like when he's getting off, when he flips out, right? When Will flips out and he's like, why is nobody saying anything? You guys are just all sitting here being polite. Nobody's talking shit. Like you're talking about that, Laura? He also, he would have gotten crazier many times. You can oh, yeah. feel that. But he's like keeping it in because he's like, well, I'm the only one. What, one of the great moments of the movie is when he looks at Pruitt and he's like, who the fuck are you, man? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that line. I think I think everybody watching this movie is like, who the fuck are you? Why? Like, who yeah. are you? Yeah, that's... Him and Sadie, it's like, what is going mm-hmm. on? Why? Those are my favorite moments. Every time that everybody's trying to maintain these niceties and he just pops off, he's like, why the fuck did you just show us that video? And like, it kind of like breaks that, that tension a little bit. Yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, uh, do you guys have any more positive or negatives you guys want to call out? You know, I think I think the one thing that bothered me was that when when Will got the call from Choi saying that he was at the front door and then he realized like, hey, Choi's not here. Something some shit went down with Choi. Like he just completely blows his cover at the time table he acted he acted super emotionally at the table like seconds later after getting that voicemail and i thought to myself like dude you should have played this cool like if you if you legitimately thought like you were in danger and your girlfriend was in danger like don't you think you should have played that cool and like tried to figure out a way to get you and and at least your girlfriend out of there safely so that that kind of bothered me, like that he just he kind of flew off the handle a little bit. Like I understood it, but I thought he should have played that a little more. I think maybe what he was thinking of was if you can get the upper hand on your attacker, like catch them by surprise. I think that and and like make them reveal their cards. That probably makes you feel like you have the advantage. So I think one, he was probably trying to surprise them. Like, hey, by the way, if I, I, that would be a great drinking game. How, how many times did they say? Where the fuck is Choi? I love that. Yeah. That's going to be like a new catchphrase. But in that moment, I think he he wanted to catch them in an aha moment. Like, oh, I got you. And get everybody around the table looking at them thinking like, oh, I got you too. And when you have numbers, I think you feel a little bit more comfortable. So he probably ha- had the well-being of his friends in mind. And also that like when you have an aha moment and you call that person out in front of everybody, it's like you have the power. The power's in your, you know, the tables have turned or whatever. So that's, that's how I took that. I thought, yeah, it, the whole movie is him trying, you know, you as a viewer trying to understand is, is he crazy or not? Because he's clearly paranoid the way that his, you know, 
the tragedy happened with this child. So you know that he's pretty keyed up for that whole experience. So you're questioning, you know, whether or not he's a reliable source of information. Actually, that's, if I were to see if there's one negative thing, I would probably, other than one gripe I had about the ending, I would say one thing I didn't like about that was, I felt like the whole time, every time he was, he looked paranoid or they made him appear way too worried. I thought it was so reasonable. Never once did I not believe him. I was like, yeah, bro. Like, why is he locking the door? What if you got to get your coat? Or yeah, like you said, what if there's a fire? Anytime he was suspicious, I was on his side and I never disbelieved him. So I thought they, maybe it would have been a really cool way to make the movie where actually nothing is happening and it's all in his head. And he's the one who's super paranoid. That would have been interesting. But like, I never thought that he was a, you know, discredible source. So I think to like, to counter Brooks's point, because I was going down that path too. I'm like, why is, why doesn't he just leave with his girlfriend? But then I thought like they were trying to show that they were so close, like this group, even though they hadn't seen each other in a while because of the big tragedy, they were so close. And then I was like specifically thinking of you guys. I was like, if we were at a party together, I wouldn't just take Greg out and leave. I mean, all of us are going out the door. I think that we would try to convince you guys something is wrong. Let's go. You know, so I think at first I was like, yeah, why doesn't he just get out? But then they did try to show over and over, like, he actually really cares about all the other couples there. Um, and so he wouldn't want to, like, leave them there, I think. And also, and also like, Will's, Will's girlfriend, like, she, she's legit. Like, she's, she's with him, ride or die. She, she proved herself in this movie. Like she, she proves she's wife material. I feel like. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, you should have picked her. I know. Right. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> he got all quiet. <laughs> um, I kind of want to segue a little bit here into something we talk about a lot on the different pods is acting. We definitely have a theme going. I think in most of our movies, we like to bash on the acting in the movies. How'd you, what'd you guys think of this overall acting and, and, and each, each actor and how they handled it? Oh, it was great. Yeah, same. I thought they all did really good. The fact that you didn't know them as an A, B actor from other movies that you'd seen actually makes you identify with them more as just normal people. Um, I, I, I like that. And it was, uh, yeah, I thought they did a, a, a good job of all feeling sort of like, there's a bond between them because they've, they're longtime friends, but then there's also this schism between them because they're all, they've all been separated by this tragedy. They haven't seen each other for two years. So that whole push pull thing of like, okay, well we got to leave because this is awkward as hell, but you know, we want to stay and support our friends, which I think any one of us can say that we would do for our friends. I don't think we would bail immediately that, you know, even for our best friends if we saw they were into some weird stuff so but i thought each of the actors like really filtered that theme through their acting really well i didn't i mean with the exception of very minor parts i had no problem with the acting it was so good to me yeah no i agree i agree i thought it was really well acted like i said it's something we we don't get to talk about a lot on this pod most of her most of, i feel like a lot of our episodes are talking about how bad acting is um, at least one of us at one point we'll talk about that on every almost every movie we review something bothers something from one of us uh um laura did anything uh grind your gears on this movie it's it's a really good movie i don't know if anything got you not really yeah. i mean except for maybe like sadie's face once or twice but nah mm-hmm. nothing not okay really. that's good then no not worth not it. worth yeah. it okay all right okay all right i'll save the drop save the drop okay all right 
Okay. Uh, what about what about Greg? Is uh, is Greg is Graves gonna make an appearance? No, I got nothing to tie. Interestingly wow. enough, I didn't even get any notes on this movie. But you know, what was interesting was um, I think the hardest part for me watching this movie was, it, which is tough because not to say that a movie shouldn't include this, but it's really tough to see like the death of a child. You know, honestly, it's like. I know that, you know, whether or not we've gone through that or we know somebody or we just, we, you know that it happens every day. That's just tough to watch. So those moments where he's like, he walks in his son's old room and you see kind of the toys yeah. around and he puts his head on the pillow and he can kind of like smell the scent, you know, in, in, through his memory or he's helping his son wash his hand. I was like tearing yeah. up, like honestly, like holding his like hand, his son's hands underneath the, the faucet. I was like, man, this is like, I didn't like that. And it was very difficult to watch because, you know, you kind of feel, I thought he did a good job of like portraying a grieving father. And that was like very tough, but um, yeah, it was just, uh, I mean, it was good, but it was like, it was hard to watch for sure. Yeah. That's kind of like I was talking about just, they, they, they wove those two story arcs in this movie so well together that you, you care, you feel for the people that have lost things in this movie. And then you're, you're, you're rooting for them at the end to get out. But uh, I thought they just did a really good job of weaving those two storylines together. Really well done overall. Um so let's get to the Rotten Tomato scores here. I mean, man, these might be some of our highest scores we've ever done. These are very high. So Rotten Tomato, we got a critic score of 88%. Uh, and then we got an audience score of 78%, which I feel is, I feel like that's usually backwards, right? Usually the audience score is a bit higher than a critic score. Honestly, not our last few movies. Really? It's always critic been higher. Yeah. Ooh. I wonder if that's a theme with horror movies. It could be. It could be. I mean, I, I could definitely see the critic score being very high. It's such a well-directed movie. You know, it's very, at points, art housey. I could see that. Um, it deals with the, you know, emotional elements. A lot of things that they wouldn't consider in a horror movie. So I could see why maybe like a critic that doesn't care for slashers in general could be like, oh, I like this one, you know? So I could yeah. see that. Um do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we kind of get to the end here? I think we've kind of hit a lot of the points. Uh, there's no diggings tonight. Laura didn't find anything weird. You know, what about Brooks and Lindsay? Do you guys got anything more to add? I feel like we covered it at so. all, man. All right. So let's, uh, let's get to our ratings now. You know, let's get to the end here and get to our ratings here. So definitely let's do uh, one to five. How many lanterns? How many lanterns are you giving this movie? <laughs> so the obvious one how many lanterns uh let's start with uh let's let's go reverse order we did last time let's go with greg greg how many lanterns are you giving this movie one to five i'd give it a a solid uh you know three lanterns the, the third one's not lit yet <laughs> so it's uh yeah two two lanterns that are lit the third one's got potential going mm. on the people haven't been killed in their house huh, interesting uh, two and a half two yeah. and a half not very good. i know i'm surprised <laughs> huh only two and a half wow huh Interesting. Greg was hoping there was an orgy, so he was he's really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you, Laura? How many lanterns are you giving this movie? So I think on my initial watch, I gave it like a four because I was like, I thought it was great and I was really shocked. But like I said, this is not a movie you can rewatch. It's, it's just not. It's a one-time view. So for that, it definitely docks points. So I give it a solid three and a half. Okay. Nice. That makes I know sense. you don't like the halves, but no, nah, it's okay. You're, you're like Greg. You're, you have your lantern, just, just the oils in it. It's not lit yet. It's ready to be lit, but it, it's halfway there. Um, what about you, Brooks? How many lanterns are you giving this one to five? 
I'm giving it a 3.1414. Are you giving it a pie rating? <laughs> pie rating. I'm giving it a pie rating. <laughs> you're la- you're, you, you lit the pie. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, because what? Because how did you like? Laura just spoke on Brooks. You know, she had her original viewing at like a four, and then she knocked it down the second time. Are you similar to that? It's tough. I wish I wish I could have could have given this a rating after my first time viewing it. It probably would have been better, uh, but I think that's probably the case with a lot of horror movies because you know it kind of it loses a lot of its effect after your first viewing. So yeah, I feel like the surprise element of it really wasn't there on the second viewing. Yeah. Um, and the scare factor wasn't there as well. But overall, overall, I felt really positively about the, about the movie in general. So, mm. so 3.1414. Okay. All right. right. I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, Lindsay, uh, what are you giving this one to five lanterns? I think it's a three lantern. Three lantern. To give it more, it would have to be something I could rewatch. And yeah, I don't mm. think I'm going to watch it. Really? Wow, man. I would rewatch this movie again. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's good enough to rewatch. I mean, you did. Huh? You did. <laughs> yeah, I did rewatch it. <laughs> Man, I, I'm right there with you, Laura. This is my first time seeing this movie, and I'm right there with a four. I really like this movie a lot. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, just the story was well done. Like I said, I didn't, I kind of, I didn't know exactly what was going on. I wanted to know, um, like I said, the way that they wove in, you know, the 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 lost story and the actual horror elements and the suspense and the ending. Like I said, without that ending, without that reveal ending, I probably would have gave it a three, but that ending I love so much. It bumps it up for me. And it does. I do that with a lot of movies. If it has a great ending, I'm going to give it an extra point just because of that, because it's so hard to do that. If you can do it, you get, you should get more points, you know? So I'm right there with a four, you know, I don't know if I watch this again, I'm going to be 3.1414. But as of <laughs> as of right now, I'm giving it a solid four. Yeah. Just for the math nerds, pie isn't three point one four one four. We recognize that. Don't send Rob hate mail. Hey, I, I I didn't say it. That, I'm not going to get hate mail. <laughs> Feel free to send Brooks all the hate mail. It's it's three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine. Good job. All right. Mm-hmm. This okay, is okay. the damn soundbite, bro. Right there. Yeah. Just have him read off pie to like a thousand digits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, so that's it for the movie review portion. Now we're on to next week's movie reveal. Uh, a little behind the scenes, right before we started recording, Greg literally forgot he was supposed to pick his movie. So I don't know if he's prepared, but uh, Greg, what uh, what movie are we watching next week? Wait, before he gives it, can I give a recommendation? Go for it. Yeah. Since you guys like, like, touched on the grief storyline of this podcast, I think like the seminal grief horror movie is Babadook. Really? Like, the, you know, horror, the best horror movie that, and it really has, like, a strong grief storyline. So I'm just going to put that out there as, like, oh, nice. a suggestion. But he'll probably won't take it. That's a, that's a good suggestion. Not doing it. Okay, so, Laura, <laughs> you're coming down to this area next week. You're going to get a new cat. So I thought, we're going to watch Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Great pick. Great pick. Wait, are we doing, wait, are we we're going back? Few decades. Okay, I was gonna say we're doing the original, right? Okay. The original. Okay, the OG. Wow, back to Stephen back I'm to Stephen excited. King. Back to Stephen King, right? Laura, yeah. did you already read did you read that book too? Are I you, did not. Okay, so we're not gonna get any extra points from the book like Laura did with the Shining. Nope. Oh man, that sucks. I was kind of bummed out. That was pretty fun. 
you know uh you'll, you'll tell us that you'll tell us that the cat was really cool at the end um all right so yeah so if anybody wants to email in uh give us movie suggestions we definitely have i want to say our number one fan right now is greg's sister she 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 sends us like snippets of reviews and she's hit she's hit me up on the email uh you know conjecturing pod at gmail for movie suggestions uh, right now she she's easily our number one fan right now so i just want to give a shout out she needs to be on the pod dude yeah i know i i yeah. she she gave a movie recommendation that none of us have picked yet so i'm kind of thinking like i might bring her on for that movie yep. if she's up for it if she's listening yeah. she's our number one fan like internationally or just in the state no, she's she's worldwide, man. Worldwide number one. You know, she's she's beat she's beating out that guy in Norway that's chilling by himself. She's beating she's beating out a couple Australian Australian people. You know, she's she's number one right now. She's number one. And you just made her listen to forty minutes about her brother's sex life. So great job. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, Lindsay. <laughs> sorry about that. Re- reach out. We'll we'll work it out. If you hit me up early, I might be able to edit it out. We'll see. You know. Uh, so so that that's it right now like i said you guys can hit us up conjecturing pod at gmail uh twitter instagram at conjecturing pod don't forget to subscribe rate review us wherever you listen to your podcast platform yeah so this has been the conjecturing i've been rob and laura and greg and brooks <laughs> and Lindsay. rocks do it uh, rocks pain rocks pain <laughs> All right. Until next time, remember horror is subjective. So conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Bye, everyone. Could be a penis too. <laughs> okay. <laughs>